There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. What's going on, everyone? It's Friday, June 17th. I'm Zachary Crockett. I'm here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about the wild world of data brokering, aka the companies that collect and sell your personal data. There may be a change on the horizon that protects consumers from these douchebags. We're going to break it down. But before we get to that, a couple quick things you should know about in the business and tech world. Elon Musk had his first Q&A with Twitter employees yesterday amid his $44 billion acquisition deal. And Twitter Slack was reportedly lit up with layoff fears after Musk said that there needs to be, quote, some rationalization of headcount, end quote. At one point, he also sidetracked into a discussion about aliens, though. So in case that makes anyone feel better, there it is. Speaking of potential headcount reductions, Spotify says it's going to cut its hiring efforts by 25% amid economic uncertainty. The company still intends to add to its headcount this year, just not as much as originally planned. Adidas sued Nike, arguing that its digital apps like Nike Run Club, Nike Training Club, and Sneakers, that's spelled S-N-K-R-S, infringe on patented technology. The suit asks Nike to not only pay Adidas damages, but also to stop using the technology altogether. Makeup giant Revlon filed for bankruptcy protection, citing its debt load and supply chain challenges. The company was founded back in 1932 during the height of the Great Depression, so if anyone can make it out alive, it's probably them. And lastly, there's a new shortage on the block. About 7% of tampons are out of stock nationwide, and manufacturers have started running plants 24-7 in an effort to help stores meet adequate supply levels. All right, Juliet. So we're talking about data brokering today. And before we get into the main gist of the story here, I just want to ask you to briefly talk us through what data brokering is. So basically, data brokers are companies that collect your information and then they either share it or sell it to others. Selling it is how they profit. Uh, So for example, if you've ever Googled yourself or someone else, you've probably seen a website that claims it'll tell you your or this person's address and their phone number. And if they all sorts of juicy stuff, like if they have a criminal record and, you Mm. know, if you pay them a fee, I just did this myself uh, like 30 minutes ago to see what I could find. Oh, really? What'd you find? I found that there is a website that claims that if you pay them a fee, they will tell you about my extensive criminal record. (laughs) <laughs> I do not have a criminal record uh, yet. <laughs> so I don't know what that's all about. Wow. You know, but then a lot of what we're going to talk about are the data brokers who they make their money by selling your info to marketers. So hmm. there's these third party cookies. They put a piece of code in your browser and they basically stalk you on the Internet. Everything you search for, everywhere you go. And then they learn a lot about you based on what it is you do online. Wow. And, you know. Sometimes, obviously, maybe that that works to your advantage. You might think like, you're like, oh, I want to buy a backpack. And so you look for backpacks and all of a sudden you're assaulted with ads about backpacks and maybe you find one that you really like. But on the other hand, 
some of these data brokers have really sensitive information. They know what kind of computer you are on. They know where you live. They know what you're searching for. They know if you have medical conditions. And it does not actually violate HIPAA for them to share that information because it's not your medical record. It's stuff you're searching for online. Mm, so sometimes these data brokers, yeah, they'll maintain lists like these are people who are depressed. These are people we think are pregnant. So right. that's where it gets kind of kind of creepy. So if I search like how do I deal with my anxiety they're going to assume that maybe I have something going on with anxiety and they can use that piece of information. Yep. Interesting. Okay. And then you're probably going to start getting ads for talk therapy and ketamine treatments uh, and right. all sorts of things every time you go online. Right. If only uh, it was that easy to cure. <laughs> right. So this is any piece of data. It could be something as innocent as just using something to give you a third party ad if you search for backpacks, like you said. It could be something very serious, criminal history, medical information. There's a new bill that's floating around right now, and this is the piece of news we wanted to get to, that could possibly protect Americans from some of the more nefarious use cases of this data brokering. Yeah, so this bill is called the Health and Location Data Protection Act, and it would limit the sale of your medical and location data. This is only for people in the United States. Sure. It's being backed by Elizabeth Warren and a couple other people in the Senate. Essentially, it would ban companies from selling or transferring your medical and location info with a few HIPAA compliant exceptions. Then it would also give the FTC a billion dollars to enforce it. And then if you were violated in some way, you would have the right to sue or the state attorney general could sue on behalf of people whose rights were violated. Hmm. This has been a hot topic for a long time. Sure. In 2013, there was a congressional hearing where, you know, they talked about these companies that maintain lists that are like, here are people with this mental illness. Here are people who have HIV. Here are people who have made late payments who, to whom you can target predatory loan schemes. But the reason why it's coming up now, at least according to Warren, is there's a lot of talk about Roe versus Wade. Is it going to be overturned? That is obviously the landmark case that secured constitutional abortion rights. And there was an investigation where Motherboard actually found data brokers who were selling lists of people who they believed had visited abortion mm. clinics or places that provided abortion. And they had info like, how long was this person there and where did they go before and after? And so it's kind of this concern that maybe you could be doxxed. Like as, as this becomes a very hot button issue, maybe people could get access to providers or patients and, and maybe do something bad with it. Mm. Right. So the implications run deep there. So this arose partly out of the happenings we've been seeing around the Roe v. Wade decision. Yeah, this particular issue is what Senator Warren has been talking about. But I mean, this has been going on for a while. There's another potential bill called the Fourth Amendment is Not for Sale Act mm -hmm. that would prevent brokers from selling data to law enforcement or other government agencies without a warrant. There were some reports that ICE was using data that it bought to conduct deportations. John Oliver actually has a really great like entire segment on data brokers and how weird it can get. In that segment, they talk about a news team that shows up to a woman's house and says like, we bought a list that says you're pregnant. Are you pregnant? And she was only 18 weeks, you know, like hmm. so anybody can buy that information. There have even been cases of people who have stalkers or abusive exes who buy information on them and then find out where they live. Jeez. This is like a private investigator's wet dream, but it's like terrible for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can opt out. Earlier today, I found a site that said it would, on my behalf, opt me out of a bunch of these sites. Oh, interesting. So I tried it. And mostly what I'm getting back are sites saying like, well, you live in the U.S. We're not subject to these other protection laws that other countries have. So we don't have to tell you what data we have, but you can go through this complicated opt out process. So I have done that on a couple of different websites. And it's like, it is a little complicated. It's like, well, tell us the data you think we have about 
about you and then we'll match it with our records. And then if you can prove you're not a robot and if you verify this and if you enter this code, then we'll take you off the list. Yeah, it seems kind of sketch. Yeah. Tell us everything about yourself that we don't know about and then we'll maybe see what's out there on you. Share more data with us. Tell us all the addresses that you've lived at and we'll see if you have that one. <laughs> and uh, no promise we won't sell this to someone else. Mm-hmm. I remember reading about someone searching for baby products or something and then corporations like Walmart sending people like coupons for strollers or something, mm-hmm. you know. So we've seen this used a lot in commerce. It's interesting to hear what the potential downsides might be for revealing our political preferences or our serious health issues or criminal activity. It runs a lot deeper than just the third-party ad discussion. Yeah, I mean, I am bombarded with ads constantly. I have a like a digestive thing. And obviously, I'm on the internet like making my GI appointments. And then I'll constantly get ads that are like, just try this supplement. No way. And it's like I'm constantly being asked to spend like $90 on some supplement mm-hmm. because it knows, it knows that like my stomach hurts after I eat. And it's actually kind of demoralizing because I'll get in these states of mind where I'm like, maybe this is the one. Sure. Have I spent hundreds of dollars on supplements that have not worked? Yes. But what if this one (laughs) being served to me on Instagram at 2 a.m. is the one? I don't know. I feel like if you were in a really vulnerable position, these ads, even if it's not someone buying data about you to cause harm in any way, I do feel like sometimes these ads, they could make you feel really bad. (laughs) Hmm. So this bill that's being proposed in particular, the Health and Location Data Protection Act, what have the previous efforts to curb data brokering focused on? I don't think there's been much done in the United States at all, because I had watched that John Oliver clip a couple of weeks ago. And at the end of the clip, he basically is trying to force lawmakers to act on this by claiming that he and his team have data Basically, like they put these dummy ads that would be embarrassing for a lawmaker to have clicked on. One is like Ted Cruz erotic fan fiction and another (laughs) is marriage is a prison or something. And then they targeted those ads to men over 45 in a very specific area around like where congressmen work. Because a lot of the argument is that like, well, it's not really sharing your data because we have anonymized it. But it's very easy to just take the data and figure out who it is. Like that's what that news team did when they went to that pregnant woman's house in his clip. It's kind of like playing guess who. Like it's a man and they're in their 40s and they've got this and they've got this. And then you can kind of like backtrack and figure out who it is. And so John Oliver's team was basically threatening to be like, we'll tell people who clicked on this ad for Ted Cruz erotic fan fiction unless someone does something to stop us. (laughs) So, yeah, there really hasn't been much done. And these data brokers are actually like really big into lobbying. And politicians also use data brokers to target ads to potential voters. So uh, sometimes it benefits them. So why do anything about it? That's interesting. Like we've seen this discussion come up a lot around what does anonymized data even mean anymore as we're moving into this new age of hyper-targeted ads and data brokering. It's very easy to use deductive reasoning, kind of almost like a reverse image search on Google to decode that anonymity and actually reveal someone's identity. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the scary thing. There's so much information. There's so many data points that you can really 
hone it down to only a few people who fit into those categories and kind of find people specific names. Mm -hmm. For most of us, it probably feels harmless, you know, like it's kind of like, oh, well, I don't really do anything wrong and I'm not really very interesting or, or whatever. So who's looking right. at me? But then you do get these extreme cases. Like I know someone who found herself on a data site that listed her address and she was terrified because she had an ex that had threatened her before. And it's oh, like, wow. That's a person I know who this is affecting in real life and not just wow. like these outlier cases. Jeez. Even to take it back to Roe versus Wade and like, obviously, we don't really know what's going to happen with Roe v. Wade. But I just finished reading a book called You're the Only One I've Told by Dr. Mira Shaw. And it's just about women telling their abortion stories. Mm -hmm. And there are some instances where people are afraid that their family could find out or that a, an abusive partner could find out if they choose to terminate a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe they could if a list of people who have visited a clinic is available and you can buy it online for $45. Like, that could be a possibility. Hmm. That is truly terrifying. I imagine that's going to probably affect the way that people make decisions. Like you can't really act freely and do what you want to do if you feel like you're constantly being surveilled. And every little thing you do is just a data point that paints a picture of you in some digital ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to think about how often it's happening and we don't even know about it. Because at first it really does seem like, oh, I don't care that Google knows. I like looking at cats. But then like, <laughs> it's like, what else does Google know? And who else can just like buy a report about me? Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, stay safe out there, everyone. Hopefully this bill will come through in one shape or form or another. That's going to do it for us today. And as always, thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. If you liked what you heard today, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. I'll see you all next week.